Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Somebody accused Antonio of rape. Now, let's make one thing clear. He was accused, not charged. But I don't know how that's going to affect him this week. I'm just, I'm hoping it's not true. Nothing I know about Antonio uh, would make me think he would do something like that. But, you know, as Antonio Brown turns, it's where we're living now. Yeah. Oh, I hope that's true. I'm just saying. Take care. That's the murderer chuckling about rape. That's just so good on so many levels, isn't it? That's O.J. Simpson from his Twitter account commenting on the recent story that one of the biggest stars in the NFL is being accused of rape. I don't know if the guy did it or not, but O.J. weighing in is just too weird. He is trying to establish his bona fides as the go-to fantasy football authority. I don't know if he raped her or not, but ha, 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 chuckles the murderer. Wow. Yeah. Well, and, and, on, and, and multiple spouse abuser and, you know, wow. other things. Wow. That's nice. Here, a quick email from Rick. Uh, Jack is a freaking pinko. He's embarrassed by this country's overreaction to 9-11? WTF. 
Yeah, I am. I am embarrassed. You know, and he says, Jack, please explain yourself. I um, will. Yeah, we will. I will hear in a minute. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, it's the anniversary of 9-11. 18 years have passed. So um, this got a fair amount of attention. This was tweeted out by the New York Times. The New York Times tweets things out with, with, with just the, the, it just says New York Times. So there's somebody working there, obviously, doing it. Mm-hmm. But it's a group effort, I guess. Uh, New York Times tweeted out, 18 years have passed since airplanes took aim and brought down the World Trade Center. Today, families will once again gather and grieve at the site where more than 2,000 people died. Yeah, it's rare that a machine commits an act of terrorism, but yeah, that was the day that airplanes targeted the... Holy cow! Really? Yeah. So, um, T. Beckett Adams on the Twitter feed, he's one of your... Uh, he's one of your... Uh, part of the, uh, We've talked to Beckett. Yeah, part of the chattering classes. Yep. We like him. Uh, you'll be shocked to learn, he said, that terror is mentioned only once in the entire article about 9-11. And it's... Uh, only found in the subhead, there's not a single reference to terrorism or even ill intent anywhere in the body of the New York Times article detailing the September 11th memorials. That is amazing. They've lost their minds. That tweet has since been taken down. I, I dare not ask, you know, from the New York fundamentalist Times. Islam, Islamists, Islamic terrorism, I'm sure. Well, clearly, no. They didn't have time for those words either. So there's a lot of criticism from a lot of different people uh, about that, and it's since been taken down. So apparently the New York Times thought, eh, maybe that wasn't a good idea. I don't know. Um, you know, a response is like, wow, some people did something. Some airplanes flew themselves. Uh, another person said the New York Times anthropomorphized. That's when you take an inanimate object and make it have human features. Uh, the planes, rather than remind readers that fanatic terrorists are responsible, agenda-driven reporting. Yes, I'd say. Yeah. Self-flying, self-determined, malicious airplanes. Incredible. And then somebody just said, effing airplanes. It's <laughs> kind of funny. Wow. Again, that headline in the New York Times today. 18 years have passed since airplanes took aim and brought down the World Trade Center. Today, Christ families will once God. again gather and grieve at the site where more than 2,000 people killed. So they have they I'm, deleted that tweet. They have updated their headlines and apparently updated the story as well. How did we get so far away from we were attacked by Al Qaeda and everything attacked again that goes by Al Qaeda? Well, right. The second time the New York uh, the the World Trade Center was attacked by Al Qaeda, but how, how, that's that's weird. Well, it's and, really interesting. They did the USS Cole. And the uh, Kenyan embassies and another of uh, and a number of other attacks. And we so, launched several wars because of it. I right. Mean, this is a really the day that airplanes took aim. Oh, for goodness sakes! People are just stupid. That's interesting. So, um, I'm sorry. Go ahead with what you got. I, I do want to address the whole. Yeah, we do think the country overreacted to 9/11 in some ways. Well, um, my my favorite thing I remember hearing after 9/11 was uh, George Will wrote, or I think he said on one of your talk shows, he said. Our vacation from history is over. I thought that was a great way to look at it. If you, if you remember the days afterwards, there was a lot of... When we had that big telethon, that, that, that has bothered me since. I sent money in. It, it seems crazy now. We had that big national telethon with all the stars talking about 9-11, and we all sent money for just kind of a general... Something bad happened. Here's some money. Right, and and a lot of the families of the victims got a huge amount of money on top of insurance and the rest of it. And I don't begrudge them. I'll, I'll never know. I certainly hope I'll never know the sort of grief and horror they dealt with. But it was an interesting response. But I'm just talking about more the governmental responses. And 
and it's okay to overreact because that's the way human beings are made. But what frustrates me is that we haven't had a good, solid assessment of, okay, when, in what ways have we overreacted and how do we need to readjust? All this money we poured into, you know, um, the Department of Homeland Security and the countries we invaded and occupied and the rest of it. How much of this work and how much of it isn't? It all government is always permanent. If it gets started, it's always permanent. Uh, the NSA thing. Do we need to take a, a serious look at? Oh, I meant I actually meant the TSA. I was going to work my way to the NSA, uh, listening in on everybody's conversations, all those incredible violations of civil liberties. Clapper the liar and the rest of it. Um, I yeah. So the, all that stuff is really interesting and absolutely true. I just I think emotionally I don't I don't think it was a good look for us as a country. There was way too much. Like the analogy would be like you get fired from your job and your dad and you come home and you spend weeks with the I can't believe this happened to me. Is this my new normal? How am I going to react to this? As right. opposed to yeah, this is the way the world works. Yeah, I was it, lucky to have a job as long as I did. Now I got to get a new job. It this sucks just, and it hurts, but I got to forge ahead. This is just part of life. Yeah, there is way too much rolling into a ball. What's our new normal? What do you, What do you mean? No, this is the old normal. This is normal forever. Always has been normal. Right. Not that it's not a horror well, and terrible. And, and, and there was incredible heroism, which must be noted and respected, whether it's the folks on that flight that ended up crashing in Shanksville, Pennsylvania, who are being uh, a, a tribute being paid to them today, or the first responders who ran in when everybody was rounding out, or the people who, who stayed at ground zero and now have dread diseases. Yeah, we absolutely need to recognize their heroism. It's not that 9-11 wasn't a big deal, but as Jack points out, if, if you have any grasp of history or understand that we've been at war with these people for a long time, you don't want to be the boxer who gets punched once and, and lays down and just cries and weeps and says, how can this happen? No, you pop your head and you act like you didn't even notice it while you're doing the other stuff we're talking about, and you give them flipping hell. And, and and you give them what's coming to them. Do you remember but the, the whole weepy thing? Yeah, way too big for absolutely. me. Absolutely, absolutely. I just and, we're uh, a tougher country than that. Well, and, you gotta, you better be. Well, and listen, I will tell you this because I've worked in media practically practically my entire uh, adult life. Media is famously full of people who tend to be more liberal. It's just, you know, in the same way, soldiers tend to be more conservative. The sort of person who decides they want to write words and uncover stories, it's the same personality type that tends to be more liberal. It's just the way it is. It also tends to be a more effeminate personality type. The news media is way more effeminate than America as a whole. And I, 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 I can't imagine a world without uh, strong women, smart women, and, and girly girls, and, and f- being feminine and the rest of it. I'm not against that. But it's all about balance, man. And our news media is, is weepy, and it's sad, and it's somebody protect me, government protect me, in a way that, you, you know, I've spent many years of my life uh, also on the Great Plains, um, the Midwest of the U.S., among you know, farmers and blue-collar people and factory workers and firefighters and cops and the rest of it. And, man, there's not a lot of weepy, oh, help me, oh, help me in those people. And I, at, in times of trouble, and, and it's partly the way you and I are made, Jack, I would much rather have the, oh, yeah, 
we're going to give as good as we get spirit than the oh help me help me spirit. I think because we see so much of the world through the media, there's just too much of that. But do you remember the conversations of is irony dead and uh, will can we, we ever even be... have humor? Yeah, ever exactly. Again? And on, on Saturday Night Live, can we be funny again? Oh, that's just that, Shut that up. makes me cringe to well, think right. that that's the way we felt. It's that's just... so as you characterized it, curl in a ball and and weepy. I lost what, my job. Kidding? Can you believe I lost my job? This is our new normal. Well, yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. To people all the time. Man up, or that's, woman up, or, what, or transgender up. I don't care. Just quit being a baby. Boo friggin' who. <laughs> I don't watch the news. So then what's the transition from um, from all that to to this idea that some planes flew into some buildings and, and leaving out what happened? Well, that's what is just the, pathetic. What is that all about? I think that's somebody who's so uncomfortable. I mean, if you're, I'm guessing it's somebody in their 20s that, like, handles tweets for the New York Times. I'm guessing it's some newsy youngster who they realized is good at social media, so they put them in charge. you got to picture a person like that steeped in political correctness and wokeness. Their entire school career. They're terrified to say a bunch of fundamentalist Muslims decide to kill as many Americans as they possibly could. They're terrified by saying that. We're friends with Japan now, but people don't regularly say planes bombed Pearl Harbor. People are no. okay saying the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor. Right, right. Yeah, because, well, the narrative was shaped by the WW2 generation. And, and I think the narrative is so solid and established from that, the the, the snowflakes haven't had a chance to change it. We um, have got to revisit something we did earlier in the show. It's uh, it's pretty darn good. It's delicious. Oh, it's so <laughs> fabulous. I'm going to fall asleep tonight with a smile on my face because of this. <laughs> it's coming up next. Armstrong and Getty. So the Republican won in North Carolina, so the it's not getting as much news coverage as if the Democrat had won, and then it would have been a predictor of the presidential election. It was a referendum on Trump. Mm-hmm. These elections are never referendums on the president. The media always acts like they are because they need something to talk about. But they're close, a local race. It was a close race. Uh, closer than it's been historically, but the Democrats had a hell of an attractive candidate. Yeah, how much do you all know about the individual candidates and what they said in debates and policies? Of nothing. Yeah. You have no idea. I do this for a living. I didn't find out till this morning that the Republican dude was one of the co-authors of the bathroom bill. There you go. In North Carolina, that was so controversial, and the Democrat, this uh, plucky, young, intelligent, uh, prior active Marine, um, who is really an attractive candidate, so... Do you vote on your local person based on who's president? I don't. No. Um, so we're enjoying this story. It's one of your... Uh, these always turn out to be great. Your your local TV things. Something happens. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. You got a reporter showing up to where there was a house fire, and he talks to a woman on the street. Now, one person who uh, owns this garage here that is on the fire is Heather Tenney. Heather, tell me, you woke up around 345 and you saw this. What, what happened? I woke up to beating on the doors. 
Okay, I feel My like neighbor. there's a chance we're going to lose all the good stuff. Let's just do the, because I, I don't know what that is. So let's go with the audio well, we well, had earlier. that's what happened right before it. Well, okay. Do um, you know how this fire started? Yes, I do. It was because of my cousin. And I don't want to mention no names. Your cousin? Yes. Um, and you say you think your cousin started this. Uh, do you know how or why? He's mad because he couldn't. He can't get with me. I'm married to my husband. Oh. And it's a long story. Just make it short. Yeah. He put. He already put him in a hospital once last month. And he figured he's going to do something else to get back. All right. So right now... Uh, yeah. All right, the fire has been put out. Mm. Thank you for uh, for the information here. Thanks, so, You're welcome. So here are the ah! here are the key moments from that. Oh boy! Ah! Oh man, that reporter. That's so hilarious. We really appreciate that. He just he just stuck with. Uh, let's talk to this woman here. How did the fire start? Yeah, my cousin. Who wants to get with me? Yeah, he was fully expecting uh, the, the toaster caught fire, or we or were cooking I don't some know, an accident. Right. I don't yeah, know. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> now, my cousin who wants to get with me probably started it. Well, thank you. <laughs> oh, I got theories. You just heard the most interesting thing you will ever hear if you report for the next 50 years. And you said, well, thank you for the information. All right, so right now, uh, all right, the fire has been put out. Thank you for uh, for the information here. You're welcome. <laughs> he oh. just says thank you. She says you're welcome. And ah, then, and then they walk away. You don't have any follow-up, sir. You don't want any more information from her whatsoever. You're just, well, that was kind of interesting. What? You don't any, you want to mention any names. I already used your name. <laughs> I think the cops are going to figure out who your cousin is, sweetheart. He wants and to get with me. Tell me his name. He wants to get with me. Your cousin wants to get with you. It was because of my cousin. And I don't want to mention no names. Your cousin? Yes. Um, and you say you think your cousin started this. Uh, do you know how or why? He's mad because he couldn't. He can't get with me. <laughs> well, He's mad because he can't get with me. Well, I, I don't blame him. You're an attractive young gal. So we're looking at the picture. That's her husband in the background there? Yeah. Bit okay. Of a, uh, unhealthy looking fella. <laughs> of course, her cousin just put him in the hospital last month. I think that's what happened. And is the kind there of guy that if, people involved, and she just then he said to him, and he had been in, and he put him in the hospital. And I you know, know your cousin, track of who was who. and the cousin, I think, it's, uh, burnt down multiple houses. Yeah, multiple houses. He started on fire. Oh boy! He said he didn't get to sex up his cousin, which you know is a pretty reasonable reaction, I guess, according to the TV reporter, right? who was willing to just let it lie. At well, that. I'll be done. Oh, Back okay. to you, Jim. Oh yeah. So you? Oh, oh yeah. I understand. Yeah. Oh, one of those. Yeah. <laughs> Happens all the time. <laughs> One of those, the old, I wanted to sleep with my cousin, but I can't, so I think I'll burn down multiple houses. Stories. He's mad because he couldn't, he can't get with me. I'm married to my husband. That's, you know what, that was a good choice of a person to be married to. Mm-hmm. It'd be awkward if you were married to not your husband. Well, right, exactly. Like your cousin, for instance, who wants to get with you. We're not certain, right, that who put who in the hospital. No, that's not clear to me. But I, looking at her husband, I don't think he's putting anybody in the hospital, <laughs> except for maybe a six-year-old girl. <laughs> yeah, a little weedy. <laughs> a bit of a, a weedy-looking fella. <laughs> Which is not, you know, a crime or anything like that. Right. But, that's uh yeah okay well that's a good story right there yeah and then and no then, follow up from the reporter right he doesn't turn to the <laughs> husband and say wait a minute the guy who set this fire put you in the hospital last month what happened no instead let's go to Jim for AccuWeather <laughs> thank you Bill <laughs> you know they're they're kids they're just starting out in the business but here's a tip 
somebody tells you the most incredible thing you've ever heard, go ahead and follow Run up. Run with it. Right. Cancel traffic. <laughs> What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, we got a FEMA official accused of taking bribes in a hurricane recovery effort. New poll numbers on the eve of the Democrat debate. And are you ready to play Ms. Monopoly? Ms. Monopoly? Armstrong and Getty. We dropped 40 tons of bombs on an island yesterday. I don't know what bombs weigh, but 40 tons sounds like a lot. It was an island in Iraq. I didn't know landlocked Iraq had this uh, sort of an island, but uh, there on the Tigris River, it had a bunch of ISIS members on it, and we dropped a gazillion bombs on it. Oh, so they're hanging out in some sort of river island. Yeah. Sounds like a nice place to have a summer barbecue in Bacchanal. I'll bet they're all dead. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Wow. Yay for us. I'm thinking I'm in uh, ISIS. I'm not I'm not hanging out on an island. I want escape routes. Yeah, well, I'm guessing you think you thought it was uh, being kept quiet. ISIS or uh, uh, Al-Qaeda, Taliban, those types, that, that's what uh, today's about, 9-11, even though the New York Times said it was planes that attacked the buildings. Exactly. Assign any blame to anyone other than planes. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, the New York Times is reporting a former top administrator of the Federal Emergency Management Agency, FEMA, has been arrested in a major federal corruption investigation that found the official took bribes from the president of a company that secured almost $2 billion in federal contracts to repair Puerto Rico's shredded electric grid after Hurricane Maria. Repairs now called into question. The former FEMA executive, Asha Tribble, and Donald Ellison, the former president of Cobra Acquisition, with whom she had a close personal relationship with, have both been arrested. Yeah, it's really unbelievable. So, of course, you have these sorts of people in the private sector, see Wells Fargo or whatever, but those of you who believe this sort of thing doesn't happen in government, well, I don't know what you would use for evidence of that. But so, these people, and, and not only, because a lot of your crooks in, in big business... Right. They're ripping off, you know, regular people using their bank or whatever. You're showing up to Puerto Rico after a hurricane and seeing the devastation. Dead people, people without their houses, crying babies, the whole thing. And you're still willing to engage in in thievery. Right. Man, that's a certain sort of person right there. Well, I tell you what, it's as old as time, though. There are specific detailed records of Lincoln and uh, and Stanton, the Secretary of War, really worried about war profiteering. Because that's as old as war itself. Enormous amounts of money sloshes around in wars. And then you've and got disaster relief, really disaster profiteering. Decisions are made quickly and under a lot of pressure and not a lot of scrutiny. Huge amounts of money are sloshing around the homeless uh, industrial complex. Good, another good one. Homeless she, profiteering. So she shows up. I think one of the numbers is one point four billion or something like that. She she's going to give it to some company to be involved in cleanup. Well, do I just make that decision based on? Whichever company I think is best, or uh, can you all uh, give me a little something for this? Right. Who wants this to $1.4 billion? You go around, you say, look, all five of you are equally qualified. Who wants the gig? Talk to me. Yeah, apparently that's what she was doing. Right there on the scene. Yep. All right, we got a new poll out that gives Joe Biden a comfortable lead over his nearest rival in the Democratic presidential race. Yes. 
The new online survey by morning Dummy. by morning consult gives the former vice president a 12-point lead over uh, Senator uh, Bernie Sanders, a 17-point lead over uh, Elizabeth Warren, and the poll now puts California Senator Kamala Harris solidly in fourth place. At what? Do you have her number? I don't have her number in that one. But so that, that, that was a lot of words and numbers. So yep. uh, just hit me with Biden, Bernie, Elizabeth. Uh, Biden has a 12-point lead over Bernie and a 17-point okay. lead over Warren. That's interesting. That's a bit of an outlier that Warren is that far behind Bernie there. Great tomorrow night. Yep, we'll tomorrow see what night happens. in Houston, North Korea. Hey, so, do you do you want to go after Biden if you're Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders? To me, you got to go after each other. That's who you got to be. If I'm Elizabeth yeah. Warren, the person on the stage that I need to sound better than mm-hmm. is Bernie Sanders. Yeah, I, I wouldn't do that if I were Liz Warren. I think her her name recognition is okay. Her The recognition of who she is, what she's about, and how impressive she is, is not... It's still developing. So if I'm Liz Warren, I just try to be the best Liz Warren I can be, period. Her people call her drinks beer in kitchen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's just got to shine. I wouldn't worry about old man Biden or or the ancient cranky socialist uh, Bernie. I would just her whole. Listen, I'm a capitalist who believes in socialism. <laughs> she just lets that shine. Uh-huh. North Korea's recent weapons test apparently involved a uh, super large multiple rocket launcher that Kim Jong Un personally observed being tested. Latest in a series of these tests performed amid the stalled diplomacy over North Korea's uh, nuclear program. And then uh, just uh, hours uh, uh, after the uh, tests were made, uh, North said, hey, we'd really like to sit down with the U.S. and resume those negotiations in late September. Let's do that now as soon as possible. We'll continue all the progress we've made. There has been some progress, but yeah. Are you ready to play? Our hopes were low going in, Marshall. Yes, go ahead. Are you Are you ready to play the new Monopoly? Hasbro's... I'm not ready to play any version of Monopoly <laughs> ever again, unless I am in prison. We we have fairly recently, yes. they uh, they put out a new version of Monopoly. It's actually the original version of Monopoly. Uh, they thought it would be cool, I guess, to go back to the original, original version from like 90 years ago or something like that. And it's even less fun than the version I played in the 70s. Wow. Yeah. Well, Jack, this wow. they, they had improved it somewhat from yeah. the 20s to the 70s, but they thought it'd be cool to put a, an original version out, and it's even slower and less fun. They wow. replaced some of the pieces. Is the top hat still there? There's a couple that weren't there anymore. I don't think there's a schnauzer. Or the wheelbarrow. My fave. Uh, but, yeah, that Monopoly is not a game for kids who've grown up on a, on a, on a whiz-bang uh, social right. media and stuff like that. Video yeah. games, yeah. Jack, you probably get some thrills, though, out of this new version. It's called Ms. Monopoly, in which women's empowerment is celebrated and women make more money than men. Female players will actually uh, get more uh, money than the guys, getting $240 when they pass go, while the men... Get the usual two hundred bucks. That's that's pity and charity. That's not uh, r- celebrating feminism. Uh, Please do don't... not use gendered language to, yes. to address everyone. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, you guys. Oh, I did it again. <laughs> the toy maker calls it a fun new take on the game that creates a world where women have an advantage over often enjoyed by men alone. Let All me right. put that into Google Translate. This game is so boring, in the modern world, we're desperate to get anyone to buy it. 
In another change, players will invest in inventions created by women such as Wi-Fi and chocolate chip cookies. Whatever. Instead of buying property and they will build corporate headquarters instead of houses. Anyway, there you go. Ms. Monopoly coming out just for you. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. So the J-Lo stripper movie is finally coming out. I feel like I've been hearing about that for, like, years now. It's gotten more publicity than on your Today shows and the New York Post and various things that I come across than any movie I can remember forever. And it's all, all the publicity centered around J-Lo still hot at 50, I guess. I'm more likely to pay, play the original Monopoly than see that movie. <laughs> right. Gets three-and-a-half-star review, though. I was kind of expecting it to suck. I'll be darned. Um, can a woman be president? There are a couple of different polls out about that right now. I'm pretty sure that, that yes, the Constitution says yes. Well, I haven't had one. Are you sure? Have you reread the Constitution? Uh, I'll, have you looked I'll at it read closely? it again. Let's see. Article 1. No, Here we go. Then why haven't we had one? Uh, female president. Oh, please. Or someone who identifies as female oh, president. Oh, shut up. So I got all this stuff on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. An upcoming TV show starring the Muppets has been scrapped. They tried to negotiate a deal. Honestly, all kidding aside, the Muppets decided to walk a walk a walk away from the team. <laughs> clean joke, fun joke, clean. Doesn't hurt anybody. <laughs> that was funny. <sighs> the big college admission scandal. What they call that? Varsity Blues or something? No, that was a that was a, a movie with James Vanderbeek about a high school football team. Uh, what was the one with uh, Rodney Dangerfield going back to college? Back to school. Back to school. That yeah, was yeah. very good. Yeah. Very good. Is that the one with the triple Lindy? Yep. Uh, maybe. Uh, Orange Whip? Orange Whip? That was Caddyshack. So I will get to this story at some point, but the, the long and short of what I teased a few minutes ago is... um. Everybody thinks, yeah, we could, you could, you can become president uh, being a woman. I mean, I don't have any problem with it. Sure. It doesn't make any difference to me. Yeah. Almost everybody agrees on that. Same with various... Uh, but Hillary keeps claiming it was misogyny. Well, right. And, <laughs> and How I, pathetic uh, is and she? I, I will always claim she got more votes because she's a woman, not less. Right. But um, I guarantee that's true. Uh and this has been true for a while, and it was true when people were shocked that Barack Obama got elected in this racist country. Everybody personally says, oh, yeah, I'd vote for a black guy or a, a woman or right. whatever. Yeah. But they think other people wouldn't. There you That's go. what the polls show. Oh, I, yeah, I've got no problem with it whatsoever. Almost everybody says that. Mm-hmm. But they think other people are racist or sexist. Well, they hear it every day. Why yeah, wouldn't they think exactly, that? Exactly, because you, you yeah. hear it every day, even though you aren't and none of your friends are and you're not married to people I and your kids friend. aren't. But... Might be. Really? I got my eye on them. I don't think I've ever known anybody that wouldn't vote for a woman if they had the policies that they like. I've known a no. couple of people that wouldn't have voted for a black guy, but only like two in my whole life. Oh, I tell you what, though, and I'm picturing some of the people I know like that, or or the woman thing. 
If if it it's a binary choice. I don't care. I who mean, you if are. they voted at all, if there is some good, solid conservative woman, fiscal conservative, you know, she's a strong on national defense, blah blah blah. The biggest sexists I know would go for her over friggin' Bernie Sanders or or you know, sure, Joe Biden. Of course they would. Yeah, again, yeah, everybody thinks everybody else is you know. Is, well, they think they're what they hear in the media. So, uh, seriously, now, that college admissions bribery scandal, that, what was the code name for that? They had a name for it. It was called... Um, it doesn't and I think matter. You right. remember, the rich people writing checks. Yeah. I thought it was Varsity Blues. No, that was a that was a different sports scandal from years ago. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. I don't, I don't need the cutesy little nicknames anyway. But so a couple of interesting aspects of that story have come out recently. One of them is a moral dilemma. I'm going to appeal to you for your judgment. But first, turns out USC, that was at the epicenter of this, this was, uh, USC was University of Spoiled Children? Well, that's what they used to call it, and perhaps they should again, but um, they were mentioned the most often. They were, they were the biggest victim, Jack. Who uh, they had rogue coaches and people just going off on their own and you know taking the money and blah blah and, and defrauding the very university they worked for. Well, a series of major newspaper accounts last week documented how just just how shamelessly university officials flagged and then targeted special interest applications with high fundraising potential. The admissions file of one such applicant endorsed by the USC athletic department noted twenty five thousand dollar check and more later. Another listed a $3 million donation to the men's golf team. Another mentioned... $3 million to the golf team yes. at a university that doesn't need any money at all. Right. Um, right. That, that's, you know, I'm willing to write a check to the golf team if my son gets a slot. Yeah. Another, Yet another mentioned, father is surgeon. Email exchanges point to numerous instances where admissions officers' qualms about the academic qualifications of VIP applicants were dismissed by university officials on account of their parents' wealth. I had naively and stupidly, like a child, a bad child, tried to tell Jack, you know, these are rogue coaches just trying to make a buck. I don't know if you can blame the universities on it. Exactly. So they're um, shot well, at through least through with this. USC is, yeah. And, so and, and uh, why would I believe that's not true at most of the other places? So they're shot through and through. It's, that's just the way they do business. That's just the way they do business. And and the and the and the parents that got busted, uh, some of which we actually personally know, <laughs> yeah, and uh, and are delighted that this turned out this way. Um, uh, are we? They're, I'm not. They're probably thinking. Everybody I know has done this for years. The dean of admissions called and said, hey, that uh, that check's really going to help your son. The dean of admissions! And now you're going to put me in jail? You're going to send me to jail? Everybody in my neighborhood, everybody at my country club has been doing this for decades. My parents did it for me. Right. Why am What? Right. This well, is a scandal all of a sudden? How do you think all of us rich people get into the cool colleges? Right. You think we all just happen, happen to have super smart kids? That's why I've never believed that it was on merit. How come all your big-time celebrities and politicians, their kids go to Stanford, Harvard, and Yale? Their kids are that much smarter than all the rest of our kids? Please. That just doesn't make any sense. Please. All right, so listen. If anything, they would be less likely to be super overachievers that end up going to Stanford if you grew up in a celebrity household, I think. But they all end up going there. Now, Meryl Streep paid millions to make sure all her kids went to Harvard and Yale. Yep. Yep. 
Uh, by the way, if you're a new listener to the Armstrong and Getty Show, when this thing was hot and heavy in the news, we were just amused by it. We weren't faking outrage like so much of the mainstream media. A bunch of rich people bribed their kids' way into school. Yeah, we know. I assumed that's the way it worked. I didn't only, have any proof of it, but I've always assumed that and, was true. And, and the only part of the university system that isn't corrupt is the part that's bloated. And parts of it are bloated and corrupt. It's just, it's it's terrible right now. The colleges and universities, it's such a rip-off, and I feel so bad for people who are accumulating monster debts because they believe the only way for their kids to have a successful life is to accumulate those debts and, and the the pay continues to rise and the more administrators and more government money and loan guarantees and, and less time oh, in class and less homework, less teaching on the part of the, and, the professors. And studies show less knowledge at the end of your four years. Right, right. It is a scam on every level. So, yeah, while this was happening, we were just amused that it, that it was finally being called out. Plus... We did know personally one of the people involved who was uh, awfully proud of where she went to school and where her kids were going to school, and it turns out that it was a fake job. Oh, wow, that's something. Actually kind of lorded it over me when her kid got into a certain school and my kid did not. So, anyway. I've known a few people that went to, like, the super smarty pants colleges that were they're clearly pretty smart, but I've known several in my life that I thought... Why, you don't strike me as any smarter than anybody else I know. And you went to Yale or whatever. And now yeah. I know. Well, now I, I know. remember the guest was, well, she must be super book smart. And, right. But just not street smart. So it comes off as kind of average. Well, no, no, that's not it. It was daddy writing a big check. But anyway, so uh, this is from the L.A. Times. Battle in college admission scandal. Should parents who paid the biggest bribes get the biggest punishment? They're trying to figure out how to mete out the punishments. And and the problem is, like, the guy who was taking the bribes, that Rick Singer dude, you know, the dispute usually, or, or the penalties for fraud usually have to do with, well, how much did you cause Granny, for instance, to lose? Did you bilk Granny for $2,000 or $200,000? You know, it's the size of the crime. Well, it's not clear these universities lost anything. You no, know, if I if one I, rich kid instead of another rich kid, who cares? If I extort you, do I spend more time in jail if I tried to extort you for three million than if I tried to extort you for one million? I don't know the answer to that. I don't think so. But for fraud, it's definitely the case. Um, but they can't really figure out if the university's lost anything because they're such a scam and they're so rolling around in cash anyway. So the uh, prosecutors are saying, well, okay, how about uh, you know how big a, a bribe it was? We'll base the, because none of these people are going to do serious time, and honestly, I'm not sure they should anyway. I don't. I just don't care. I'm not offended by this. But, so, some of the uh, the prosecutors are saying, well, yeah, it ought to be based on the uh, the size of the, the bribe. You got, like, the actress Felicity Huffman, everybody's obsessed with her because they've heard her name before. They admitted to paying 15 grand to rig an exam score. But then you got this other guy nobody's heard of. Um, I can't remember what he is. If he's a winery guy or chef, or I don't even know. Um, he confessed to paying four hundred grand to sneak his son into Georgetown. How about the guy you just mentioned who gave three million dollars to the golf team at USC? What's the golf team going to do with three million dollars? <laughs> well, and then then Get some new grips on their clubs, <laughs> please. Well, honestly, travel expenses and stuff like that—they'll go to all the cool tournaments. I'm guessing they won't say no. I'm guessing that's covered already, but uh, 
Now they got three more million dollars. Yeah, although your minor money losing sports are not doing as great in colleges right now as you might think, partly because of Title IX, where they have to spend equal money on women's sports, even if there aren't enough women who want to play the sports. Um, but anyway, um, and then then they're into the tax thing where, okay, this guy said, yeah, I'll donate $3 million to the golf team. Oh, hey, look at that. My son got in, and, and he's the last guy on the golf team. That's great. Is that tax evasion if you list that as a donation? How much of it is tax evasion? Maybe he's a hardcore golfer, and he went to USC. It's not crazy to think he might donate a little money anyway. So they're trying to figure out how hard do we hammer these people and for what reason. I still want to know how many kids knew that this was happening or thought they just were like, I'm just better than most people. That's how I got in. Maybe the size of the uh, sentence, the length of the sentence ought to be based on how dumb their kid was (laughs) that got into the school. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.